Welcome back to the smooth sounds of K102 in Seattle, your classic rock station. Just kidding. Welcome back. This is another episode of A Guide to Poor Parenting, a podcast with me, Jason. And me, Jennifer. Have a few drinks. And talk shit about our kids. Ooh, and we got some shit to talk. And we got some booze. What are we drinking today, Miss Jennifer? We are drinking Maker's Mark, which I put a little Coke in mine to give me a little bit more caffeine, but you know. Which whiskeys can you drink straight? Uh, Jameson, Guidance, uh, a lot of other ones. Like whenever we try it at the uh, at the Nook, I usually try it. I usually try them all straight. But mm. I wanted a little caffeine, and Maker's Mark's not my fa- favorite. But you know, I know you love it, so I will drink it with you. Yay! And our kitty cat decided to come visit you. Yep, she sure did. She's trying to get all the lovin's in before we had to put her down. I'm okay with <laughs> giving her all the lovin's. This poor cat. We adopted her, I think. They said she was nine when we got her, but she's just, <clears throat> excuse me, has been, like, she started to fatten up. Mm-hmm. And it was really funny because she loves our son, yep. Justin. He is 21 now, and... She sleeps with him because Zane won't let her in the back with us, even though I'm just like, you know, why would you have a cat if you're not going to let it just go wherever it wants? Um, but she loves that boy. Oh, yeah. She, uh, I have walked into that his room many a time, and he's got the blanket pulled up over her a little bit, and he'll complain about how it, um, it's annoying because she'll crawl up onto his chest and touch his face, <laughs> and it's like, oh, God, it's so precious, but... She developed pancreatitis, and she's like, you know, 10 or 11. Well, she's probably 10 now, or 11. But she's just lost a crap ton of weight, and we can't keep... Every time we try and give her pills, she bites me, or Zane won't do it. So yeah. she just looks... She's so bony right now. She is. I'm just petting her head, so that way I don't have to feel all the bones. Yeah, it is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's sad. And she, the only reason, I, normally I just let her pass away, but she's pissing on everything. Like yeah. she's pissed on the couches. She's pissed in Justin's room everywhere. So it's just like, okay, she's telling you something. Yeah. And like the med, we can't get her to take the medication. And they were like, oh, we can do an ultrasound on her, but it'd be $450. But I'm like, oh, that's an old cat to be getting that kind of treatment. Yeah. So. And Miss- you know, Justin gave her a good life. They're towards the end here, you know, all the lovins and the cute tucking her in at night mm-hmm. underneath the covers. And, and even though he complains, you know, he loves her. Yeah. And she's getting all the Jennifer lovins right now. Oh, yes. Kitty, kitty. It's, <laughs> I wish the I wish we had some video of it because she's like, she's in your lap standing, but she's like stretching her neck out so you can get her chin. Mm-hmm. Cute baby. So cute. Oh, well, how's your week been, Miss Jennifer? Um, it's been okay. I, uh, stupid COVID and long-term headaches, headaches. I went to a neurologist on Monday and I was told I was going to get an injection in my neck. Well, you know, I hear injection in my neck and I think one needle, one shot and that's it. Well, (laughs) just kidding. Yeah. So he injected me six times in my head. And in the back of my, like, right top of my neck and, like, down a little bit further, like, kind of towards my shoulders. And it was liquid fire. So when he injected me with whatever he injected me with, it was burning and it hurt 
whole lot and then made my neck hurt the next day and how long did the burning sensation last uh well he didn't really give me much time <laughs> like in between like I, I was holding my breath and like squeezing my hands because it hurt and he'd be like okay next two and i'm like what 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 huh <laughs> two more and then he's like, we got two more to go after that. And I was like, oh, so I just held my breath. And the burning lasted just, I guess, enough as the time as it, like, entered into my brain, right. <laughs> wherever the hell it went. Um, it, so maybe, you know, just probably just a few seconds. But, whole oh, that yeah. few seconds felt like forever, you know. Pain up in, like, your neck region is so hard to ignore. Like, if it's in your foot or in your hand or something, the further away from your head yeah. the easier at least for me it's like i can kind of ignore it or push it away but if it's like in your mouth or your neck or your head ooh. yeah it yeah. sucks yeah and you've been dealing with these headaches since you got covid it's been a year now yep yeah so. but hopefully this stuff will work he said probably about a week for all of the i guess the liquids to go wherever they need to go whatever i don't know mm-hmm. we're i think everything's just trial by yeah, by well, guessing. I, I don't get the impression they know what's causing they these COVID headaches, COVID headaches. Yeah, so. or my leg pain, or yeah. anything else that I've had because of what I blame COVID for it all because I was pretty not hurting, but my knees before I got COVID and then after COVID, it's just like all oh, I just started getting all these ailments and yeah. stuff like that. So I don't know, but other than that, work. It's, it's been, just, I don't, I, you know, I think, I don't think it's COVID. I think it's probably the encroaching menopause. No. <laughs> We're not saying that. I'm getting older, but not that old. Not hey, yet. Dog. I know it's 35 to, what do, you, what do you say, 35 to like 55 to that you can have it, but... No, we're, we're not going to put that out there. Fuck you, Jason. Fuck you, Jennifer. In <laughs> <laughs> your barren <Yeah>. womb. <laughs> well, tell me, um, I'm going to go yell at the kids for a moment. Okay. So you uh, tell me about um, the leg thing. Because t- I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast before, but I know ever since, it hasn't been since COVID, has it? Yeah. It hasn't? Okay, you've had like a burning in your right right leg? Left leg. Left leg. Left thigh. It's been a, a pain that... Uh, is between the hip and the knee, and it, it's not constant. Uh, it can be constant, which is just weird, but it's like multiple hours of the day. There's kind of like a fire feeling in my leg where there's, um, it just kind of goes right up to the knee and then stops and then goes up to the hip, and then I've found out I have arthritis in my back so they thought it was that so I got steroid injections in my back which didn't do anything and then I ended up going to PT for two months I think it, a month a month and oh, that the, was a lot of money so and then back from beating the children <laughs> um is that the one where they were roll they were trying to roll you with a foam roller thing they did um uh, it hurt um you wanted to punch the and then therapist. I got dry needled which sounds very sexual but it was not um, where they just stuck needles into my body. Um, and your piss lip? Dick, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I heard my piss lip. Piss slit. Oh. No, no, no. Into my, like, hip. Uh, my leg, my thigh. Um, and then I got plunged, which was also very interesting. Uh, oh they used a baby plunger on my leg. And it was the weirdest thing ever. It's been um, a while since I've been plunged. Yeah. Last week doesn't count, bud. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so it's uh it's been a lot of stuff that's been going on. 
but we'll get through it. We have, there's no other choice but to get through it. So you, you know. did say the um, they're doing the electro stem things, right? Mm -hmm. And that seems to be helping, right? Yeah. Well, that helps with the pain of it. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's actually making it go away or just helps with the pain, but anything that helps helps. So. And then I can put it on my back, and I can put it on my foot with the plantar fasciitis. I was reading up on oh. everything that I have, and so I could put the little pads on my on my heel, and that could help with the with the plantar fasciitis as well. That I found out that I had as well. So this year alone, I've gotten three new doctors: a back doctor, a foot doctor, and a neurologist. So I was gonna say head doctor, but then I figured you'd like start. I'm talking about like shrinks and stuff. Are you are you <laughs> accusing me of making sexual innuendos? No, or? no, no. I was gonna you making me feel sound like I need to be at the funny farm. Well, um, the shrink. That, that's <laughs> the true in general. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I haven't been certified yet, so there's no papers. Um, you're yeah. just a journey woman. Yeah. Well, enough about me. How was your week? Uh, it's been okay. I've been like struggling with depression lately. I was, I was telling you and Zane, I was like, I don't know if it's a midlife crisis or not, but I just feel, I don't know how to describe it. I guess, I, like, I look back on my life and I'm proud of some things. Like, I'm certainly proud of like all the work I've done with my little brothers and, you know, big brothers, big sisters and the stuff I've done with the kids and, um... I'm not, I don't feel like I failed in that way, but I look at my career and I'm like, you know, I'm 10 years into as a software developer and I'm just like, I'm not loving it anymore. And I'm like, mm -hmm. is this, is this a midlife crisis or am I just burnt out from this particular job or is my team or so I don't know, but hopefully by the, actually by the time this episode airs, I will have started a new job. Yeah. So I got a, I, for if any software developers are out there and you're needing a new job, go apply on or put your resume up on dice.com because I have just been inundated with phone calls from people. And so I finally got one and it seems like a good fit. Um, I'm a little nervous because it's contract to hire. So, you know, it, it makes me nervous to take a contract to hire when, you know, you've got dependents, but the contracting companies that they had medical benefits. So. And, you know, it still makes me a bit scared uh, to think that I, you know, they may not convert me at the end of the six months. Right. But we'll see. I don't know. I have a friend who's done recruiting before and he said that, you know, because if it was if it was like a manufacturing job where you're just a warm body putting widgets in a hole or whatever, mm -hmm. he's like, you might be, he's like, I'd be more worried about that. But since you're kind of a specialized skill set, it's not like you're easily replaceable. So. Right. And then you also have all these other offers, so if something were to happen, you could just go and, you know, talk to them and get another job, so you're okay. Yeah. You got and this. I looked on Glassdoor, and they said that the the both company, the contracting company and the company I will eventually transition to are both good companies, well, or they have good reviews, at least. So. Right. We'll see, but hopefully this helps with the depression. I've been, um, I don't know, I've... What sucks is I actually signed up me and Kalia for um, therapy just because we're, I think she's been dealing with some abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. um, she's been telling the teacher at school that she's sad that uh, her baby sister gets to go home with mom and she doesn't. So, yeah, her baby. Yeah. And she can't control her emotions super well. She'll just yeah. like, she won't get, well, she gets a little bit mad, but she will like, she'll start crying and then hyperventilating. And I think she'll, 
get everybody's attention on her and she's embarrassed and she can't stop herself. Right. And so she's like drooling, crying so hard. And the teacher actually called me the day and she's like, I can't get her to stop. Can you talk to her? So I was like, yeah, put her on the phone. I was just like, baby, it's okay. It's okay. Calm down. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Breathe. I was like, I'm just going to beat the shit out of you when you get home. No, I didn't do that. But, you know, it, it's, I know it's tough on her and, you know, it's like, I hate to make it about me, but it's embarrassing for me too. As you know, right. a grandparent, but she's going through some shit. And well, therapy will help. And yeah, the but the she gets into it, yeah. which she should have already been in it, anyways. I feel because of the whole foster yeah possibly. care situation, just because you know they need to talk about all that stuff. And but I think at this age, it's more play therapy than talk therapy. They, they still talk in play therapy yeah. though. They play therapy is just so that way they can. Be focused on something else while they talk about their feelings is not just sitting on a couch, you know. Gotcha. It keeps them occupied by while they still discuss and talk about emotions and stuff, but they get to use their hands to do something else but just sit there and fiddle and you know, that kind of thing. So that's how I feel about play therapy. Wesley's in play therapy. Oh yeah, he's been in play therapy since I got him. Yeah. We just never had any behavioral like Cleo would have her moments where she's just stubborn and a little turd, but she's never had major behavioral issues. This is last year. She did have some like bad days at school, but it always seemed to. And we've heard of worse. Yeah. 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 Kids can do. Yeah. So yeah, it could be better, but it could also be a whole lot worse. It's true. Speaking of uh, foster kids, I remember when it was right after we got Kalia um, we went to go visit our friend EJ who works at a local hotel and, uh, we were, we parked near the hotel and the, the hotel's in this area called Providence and there's a, um, like a green area. And so they seem to be having some sort of festival. So I was like, Oh, do you want to go check it out? Cause it was about fall. Yeah. Um, I remember that. Yeah. And so we went over there and, um, it was a foster care festival, like trying to, I guess, recruit foster families. Um, and I was like, Oh, you know, cause we're part of APAC, which is a, you know, foster to adopt group. Um, I went and talked to some of the volunteers. I'm like, oh, who do y'all represent? They're like, oh, we're with, I don't know who. Um, but they, uh, I was like, oh, I, you know, I've worked with APAC before. They're like, oh, yeah, we're, we, we know APAC. Um, we do the harder kids than them. I'm like, oh, what do you mean? She's like, oh, people with kids with behavioral problems and bad psychological problems. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. And then... Uh, I was I was at the face painting station with Kalia and these little girls, probably like 10, 11, somewhere in there, just walked up and kind of like uh, went straight past the volunteers and grabbed the paint and started using it on themselves. And the volunteers were like, oh no, honey, let me let me help you with that. <laughs> I was like, oh God. So, oh, kids, they're yeah. fucking awful. Well, that was also when she had the pumpkin that she had to throw away from oh, the right? Yes. She was acting a fool. Yeah. Well, she she wasn't acting a fool, but she was acting bad. And I was getting really tired of it. And I'd warned her a couple of times. I'm like, listen. Well, all right, back up. As part of the festival thing, that she got to pump, paint a, a pumpkin because it was Halloween time or October time. And um, we left and she was just kind of acting just crappy. Mm-hmm. And I told her, I was like, listen, if you don't stop i will throw this pumpkin away so we go we go up to walmart and she starts acting a fool and so we get back to the car and i pick up the pumpkin and i go throw it away and she's like begging me not to do it and i chuck it in the the thing and she just starts 
screaming in the middle of the Walmart parking lot. She runs back to the car, locks the door, and just screams in there. And I just was like, eh, I'll just let her scream it out. I don't yeah. care. So, Gotta follow what you say or yeah. they don't learn. It's one of the hardest things. Try to remember because you got to think about, you don't, sometimes you don't think about the, not the consequence, but what you're doing or what you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. And then they don't think about it either. Like, okay, well, I'm going to push my limit and yeah. see how far I can go. And then it gets thrown away and then it's like, oh, fuck. I just did that, didn't I? <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think that was probably the most crazy outburst I'd ever had from her, though. But the, I think it was also we'd only had her... Because that was like the October after we got her. So it would have been October of 19, I think. So, so like two, three months. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So she probably wasn't... Ex- I don't know. I'd never done anything that extreme before. But she, I've had to do it once more with her. Like I had to throw something away. Because it's yeah. just like... She's real protective of her stuff. Yes. So... But And she doesn't want to get rid of anything. Yes. Oh my God. She has a bike from her... Her foster family before us bought her a bicycle. Cute little bicycle. Yeah. But she's a giant now. Yeah. She's five, almost four foot three or four, four, four and a half feet tall. Her knees hit the handlebars constantly. And we keep telling her, it's like, we got to donate this. We got to get you a bigger bike. Because Wesley has a bike that fits her. Right. She's, she stretches a little bit, but it fits her a whole lot better. Yes. And um, every time I bring it up, she just starts crying because she does, you know, it's special memories. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, girl, we can't just, that girl's going to be a hoarder. Wesley's going to be a hoarder if you'd let him. But... Well, I'm not. And, yeah, yeah. And I feel bad when I, because I was told he had hoarding tendencies when I got him. So I've really tried not to. I've even showed him like an, a part of an episode of Hoarders and was like, this is what mama doesn't want you to be. So stuff is just stuff. If you want a memory, just think about it. You don't need the stuff to remind you of what it is. Like, you know, we'll keep pictures. Yeah, that's fine. We can, I'll take a picture of the fucking rock. I just don't want it in my house. Or the 18 (laughs) that you want to bring home and put in your room. Oh my God, he's obsessed with rocks. He is. I remember for, I think his first Christmas you had him, I got him a little, little box of like, I don't know, it was like, it was like fool's gold. Yeah, it was minerals like and, fool's gold yeah. and some other bullshit like that. Like onyx or yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. He, I think he liked it, but then he started trying to break them. To well, see. he didn't try. Oh, did he actually break them? He he pulverized some oh. of them, like hitting them together. There was dust everywhere in his room, <laughs> rock dust or whatever. And so that's another a reason. Well, another thing I tell him is like, no, you can't have it because you're gonna break it. I'm a good. You did. You broke what Jason got you. So no, no rocks in your room, please. Yeah, I remember. I think it was like the that time when he like plunged into the uh, pond, and I took away. I told asked if I could take away his tablet. Yeah. He um, he picked up a rock, and he got so upset with me that I made him throw it away. Yeah. Because I made Kalia throw hers. I was like, you're not taking shit home from the yeah. park. Just throw it away. And I actually think he threw hers away. And so I made him throw his away. Yeah. Oh, he was mad at me. He wouldn't talk to me the rest of the day. I'm like, what the fuck? No, I think that was a different time. But either way. Yeah. These kids. He likes them. And then, and it's not 
So there's this trend where they write shit on rocks and then they oh, paint yeah, the yeah. rocks and then you do this, blah, blah, blah. So he found four at Diddle Landing with his big brother the other day. Um, the, the big brother from Big Brother's Big Sisters. And he had them in his pocket and I'm like, no, they're not coming in my house. <laughs> so I was like, I can throw them away or I can put them on the porch. Why can't they be in my room? Because you're going to break them. Because they've been out, ducks have pooped on them. I don't want them in my house. Also, I don't want you to be a hoarder. It's just, yeah. I don't, you don't need rocks. I said, we can leave them on the porch and we can ask Ryan to take you back so you can go hide them for someone else to find. You're not supposed to take them. But they say you can take, baby, just please stop. <laughs> and then he gets so pissed. Like, he cries and he's just yeah. so emotional when he doesn't get his way when it's something like that. Yep. It is the craziest thing how he can flip the switch from I had a great time with Ron, with my big brother and now it's <laughs> slamming doors and you know I'm the meanest mom in the world. It's like a oh, yeah. switch flipped and it's like dude you know that you're not supposed to have rocks. I mean we've gone through this so much. I was going to say hundreds of times at least. Yeah. And I will say, I am very happy, which I know it will probably start coming up because it's getting to be Christmas time, but he's not talked about a fucking phone in, I think, like two months. I remember that when you first got him, phones were like, he was obsessed with phones. And he gets that way about certain things where it has to, he has to have it. His life depends on it, but he is not. Like, me and the therapist talked the other day, and she's like, you know, he hasn't talked about that. I'm like, I'm glad. Because he's too young right now to have one, in my opinion. He's not by himself ever. So he doesn't need one. I understand, you know, was it yeah. latchkey kids? Like, you yeah. know, there are kids that go home that are trusted enough yep. to go home, open the door and close it, lock it. I would never trust him to do that. I can't trust him to take a shower the other night. <laughs> he got more soap. He was leaning water everywhere in the floor, leaning over the sink to get more soap. I put a, enough on his loofah for him to wash everything and he was going to get more and i'm like dude really now i gotta take the soap out the bathroom like (laughs) i can't let you do it by yourself because you use half a bottle and now i can't even leave it in the bathroom anymore weird question do you think he's masturbating with it no no i think he was gonna just maybe wash his hair i i I hope not just because i feel 10 is young, but like, I don't... I'm I think a, I started about 10. I'm not a boy, yeah. so I don't know. I guess he could, but he could have to spit on his hand or something. He can't be using the extra soap. <laughs> I ain't paying for that. Hell no. <laughs> I'm just kidding, by the way. That's nasty, but you know, I am around a lot of gay men, so... <laughs> I was about to say. You that statement has been stated a lot, you know. Lord. Oh, yeah, I... We... Kalia's eight, and we still, like, prep. I mean, I probably could trust her to do it, but she still fucks around with, like, she'll get into, if we leave products in the shower, she'll fuck around with them. She, her mom came up recently and brought some products, and Kalia had it all over her face. She had, like, leg shaving cream on her face. And her mom got on her ass about it. So I was like, fuck, girl, can we trust you ever to not go the shit that's not yours? They're nosy little fuckers, mm-hmm. and I don't know when there's a good time. Like, he started building trust back up from the last thing 
that he did that he was not trustworthy about. And it's just like every time he gets kind of a little trust, he does something to lose it. And the look on his face when I walked in, and I didn't walk in to catch him. I walked in to ask him about, like, snack the next day. And his look on his face, he knew he fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, if you know you're gonna, you're not supposed to do it, just don't do it. But I'm also, I, I was that kid. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody was that kid. I would, yeah, I was I bad mean, about that too. But like, I would try and cover my tracks at least a little bit. Oh, he's just stupid sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say that about my son, but he, he doesn't, he doesn't why, think. Why, 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 why are you feeling sad about calling him stupid? My kid's dumb as a box of rocks. Not but it's just like, and I mean, he's not like. No, he's not like. He's not stupid, stupid. He just does stupid things and he's. And it's like, what were you thinking of getting away with this? Like, <laughs> where were you going with this? Oh, no. It's like, dude, really? Like, I'm just perplexed and just dumbfounded sometimes by just his lack of thought. Yep. It's that instant gratification, which they say foster kids. Well, and you know, ADHD, that, too. And ADHD need that they have that. They'll lie. You, you watch them do this. They'll mm. lie in, right in your face and say, "I didn't do it. I, I videoed it. Look, it's on video right here. That wasn't me." <laughs> you know. So. And he was in foster care a long time. Yes. So. Yeah. But he, I will say, he's he. If I know he was diagnosed with oppositional defiant disorder, I think. Yeah. But if he has it still, it is toned down a lot. Because I haven't seen anything extreme for him. Admittedly, I don't see him at home, but uh, I don't see a ton. Like when you first got him, it was I could I got glimpses of it when I had to discipline him. Yeah. Um, and I've had to yell at him a couple of times, not terribly recently, but no, I don't think so. But he it also like it doesn't feel as extreme as it was. He's calmed down a lot. I well, hopefully that's just my strictness, and you know the way that I parent, it's. I think it's your love and your, <laughs> your gentle heart. Yeah, right. <laughs> we all know that's a lie. You, me and those four listeners that we have. Um, oh, I got to yeah. tell you, I was talking to Justin last night because we were we went to go get Zane's car after the trunk retreat. So mm-hmm. for our, the three people that listen to our podcast. Hi, Mom. Hey, Mom. Um, hey, uh, we, Justin and I went to go get his car from the trunk retreat and... Um, so th- this episode is actually being recorded the day before Halloween. Yep. And um, so we did a trunk retreat last night at a, a pride event, trunk retreat. Anyway, we left Zane's car at the trunk retreat. Jess and I were driving back and uh, I was just kind of complaining about some of his aunts that were like, I had met when his dad was in um, nursing care. And you're talking about Justin's. Talking about Justin's. Okay. Yeah. That when, right before his, his father died, I took him down and I, we figured out what nursing home he was in mm-hmm. and we took him down there and there was two old ladies there and there were his sis, uh, Mr. Fry's and his dad's sisters. So Justin's aunts. And, um, they, you know, they didn't tell us anything about funerals for him or anything like that. So I was just kind of complaining about that. And I was like, do you miss your dad much? And he's like, yeah. I was like, "Is it, what was he like? He's like, he was strict. I was like, who was stricter, Jennifer or your dad? He's like, mm, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd get a kick out of that one. <laughs> I can't help it. Like, I, I know, I know how I want to 
this is how I am. This is how I've always been. And I, you know, babysat and took care of my little brother. And this is my nature is to be strict. And I know that you can't get stricter. Like if you start off with a foster kid and it's, oh, let's do everything you want. Let's have a yes day. And then, then try to reel that in. It's harder, but you can relax yeah. on strictness. And that's how I've come in. And I've, I think I've relaxed a little bit, not a lot, but you know, it's the m- more he grows and the more we see how we are with each other, the more it's either going to get more or less and it's yeah. just going to go from there. Well, I think that's for every kid. Yeah. It's your uncontrolled rage, Jennifer. No. <laughs> I wish poor Zane is out working today. He's a, he's a, I'm not going to say where he works, but he's a nurse and he had to work on Saturday. But uh, normally he's running around filling up our drinks for us. And I'm all out of bourbon. Oh, poor baby. Bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> You're silly. Don't tell anyone. Well, speaking of um, uh, foster kids, we like we were debating today, like, what are we going to talk about today? I was like, I think you were like, because we, before we ever started this podcast, we were like, let's make a list of topics we can talk about. So mm-hmm. I was like, you want to talk about foster families? Because we've had some definite experiences and we've known people who've done it. So um, um, I've, Zane and I are actually going to switch over from uh, what you and I, what you did and what Zane and I did, which is uh, pre-adoption placement. And we're going to switch over to straight foster care. Right. So we're just getting that paperwork filled out. So it was funny because I took it my, we had to get a medical form filled out and um, I took it over to the, uh, the, the doctor and um, she was asking me questions about it. She's like, oh, do you think they're going to care about this? I was like, it's DHR. You could probably just put anything. They probably <laughs> wouldn't care too much. Right. They're so desperate for foster care families. I don't think, because apparently they had a big drop off. During the pandemic. Really? Mm-hmm. They lost several families. So. Oh, wow. But um, what you I remember when we first all started this process, you had debated doing foster care, but you decided not to. It wasn't a, um, it wasn't a big debate um, because, you know, I thought about it and I can't foster a dog without wanting to keep it. So there was no way in hell I'd go and... Uh, uh, you know, foster a kid because I don't know if I have the enough willpower to give them back because it's, you know, they still have their family that are, I don't know, trying sometimes to get the kid or or not. So I just, uh, you know, I just couldn't do it. I just. You think you could do it now? No. Still? Yeah. Even after a little butthead in there? Even after a little butthead. <laughs> well, so. I know someone who has uh, five foster kids right now in the age oh, of yeah, yeah, yeah. one to 15. Oh, and he, he, he had one little boy who decided to say like every name in the book to him. And oh, is this like, the one who attacked him? Yeah, that nope. tried to beat him up and he's like seven and my friend is a... A large man, and it was just a kind of eye-opening. Like I don't know if I could deal with that, let, let alone with butthead, and then by myself. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think I could. No, I don't want to even try. Like <laughs> I have to worry. I don't trust him 
really. I mean, you know, to an extent I do. I don't, like, lock him in his room or anything like that. But if I had some... You don't chain him to the bed anymore. Right. If I had some random kid living with me, I'd worry about the animals. I'd worry about what they would might have do to, to, to Wesley. Like, yeah. it's just not me in the house anymore. So I have to worry about him, too. So, yeah, I, I don't... Have you much. have you given up the? Because we had talked about possibly about adopting another, but are you done? No, no, I I think I could. I have to. I think if you did it at this point, you'd have to retake those ten classes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I'd probably have to pay then. I mean, there's no way I could take a three hour class during the week, but with him too. And well, maybe you could leave with us. That but I've already yeah. do that on the weekends, so yeah. I mean, you know. But maybe when he's older, I don't know. I could probably find some way to adopt adoption placement thing, you know, that, that I could, yeah. or I can just use my friend. And then if he has any kids that have TPR that I like, then I can just be like, Hey, I want that one. <laughs> I don't know if you can anymore. I don't know. I'm just being silly. I think you may have left your paperwork lapse because we've had to maintain ours. Well, I mean. I can always re-figure yeah. well, it that, out. Yeah. It's not going to be for probably another, at least year to get me healthy enough, not where yeah. I have these headaches because I feel bad. So I'm like, Wesley, mom, I got a headache. You know, I don't want to cook tonight or, you know, uh, I don't feel good. My foot hurts. You know, it's kind of, it sucks. So I don't want to bring another kid that has to like tiptoe and. Wesley told me the other day he felt sorry for me and for, for not feeling good. And I'm like, baby, I know. And I'm sorry that I'd always be like, you know, hey, can we shush it a little bit? Because mom's got a headache. But, I mean, it's just life, but it still sucks. And I don't want to bring another kid into that. Yeah. So, but yeah. You had it, you had a good foster family. Or Kalia had a good foster yeah. family. Yeah, they were amazing. We still... We lost, well, we haven't contacted them since the pandemic, but they were amazing. They were such sweet people. I, I don't know. Part of me feels like, because I, I realized they wanted to adopt Kalia. Yeah. But, and I feel bad for stopping that. But at the same time, it's like I was trying to preserve Kalia and Kiki's, you know, that. And Justin. Really, and Justin. I didn't want to break up the family. Right. Because, you know, Justin had suffered so much loss recently, and I was like, I didn't want him to lose his niece. And mm-hmm. so I felt bad for, you know, robbing the woods of that. But at the same time, like, I felt like keeping Kiki and Kalia and Justin all together was more important. Right. And I still feel that way. So right. It, like, and kind I, of, I'm sure they understood that, yeah. too. I, well, yeah, I hope, but right. they've been, they've been super nice regardless, because they've, you know, we, for the longest time, we would... Uh, there was a campground not too far from where they lived and we would Zane would go down there and camp and we would leave Kalia with them and she they love her and she yeah. loves them and she loves her old foster sister whom yeah. I think they adopted oh did they? That's I think good. so I'm, they're amazing because they are probably in their late 50s yeah and they're still going strong and they uh, I mean they adopted uh, Kalia's foster sister who was She's seven now. They adopted her when she was five or six. I'm like, I'm not sure I'd want to adopt a five or six year old in my fifties. But Godspeed to them. Yeah, and but, I mean, you're not that far off, so you know, fuck you're off. fostering, so you might do it. <laughs> you ain't that much further behind me. <laughs> and I am not, but I am that close. You're closer. <laughs> Hateful bitch. Yes, I am. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love it. The only thing I don't like about getting older is the I'm tired. Yeah. Like my energy, energy. levels. Yeah. Yep. And I, I don't hurt. Like I certainly don't hurt like you or my mom does, but I'm creakier than I used to be. So like, I, you know, not knees, but like backs or like I'm more sensitive to losing sleep or my, my uh, nervous system. I don't know if it's, re- well, I know it's recent, but I'm like, I don't know what's causing it, but like. Two cups of coffee in the morning, I'm okay. If I have a third, I will have diarrhea for four hours. What? <laughs> yeah. Really? And like I've had, I'm having to cope. You know how like if if any of our listeners ever go out to dinner with us, I can kick back anything soda. I drink. Yeah, soda, water, tea. Mm-hmm. I will drink about four to five glasses before our food gets there. Yep. And then during dinner, I'll have three more. Yep. I mean, I probably drink a gallon. Yeah. Um, but I'm also having bad diarrhea if I have like soda. Really? It, yeah, because I, I think it's the caffeine. Huh. It's just making me give me the poops. That's weird. Oh, look, we got that bad bidet, baby. <laughs> but yeah, oh god, the other day I went to lunch and um, I, I guess I had had too many. I'd had two cups of coffee. Oh, I had a cup of coffee. Like, well, I had two cups of coffee. And then about 11, I was about to go to meetings. So I was like, well, I want a cup of coffee just to kind of put off the hunger feelings a mm-hmm. little bit. So I had another, a third one about two hours after my first two. So right. I was like, oh, I'll probably be okay. <laughs> well, then I go to lunch and I have my typical four sodas. Right. And um, I almost shit myself in the car. Oh, shit. I was clenching my butt cheeks from, <laughs> like, a mile away. I was oh, like, God. do not crap yourself. Do not crap yourself. Because I have crapped myself many a times. Um, but, yeah, I, I was I was just like, oh, God, can I make it to the bidet? No, I can't make it to the bidet because the bidet is in the back bedroom. And like, the closest one. <laughs> Caffeine could do that. That's crazy. I, I mean, it certainly makes me pee a whole lot, but right, yeah, which, you know that kind of makes sense drinking so much, yeah. but not the pooping part. That's crazy. I, I mean, I assume it's the caffeine, but it's because I've noticed if I have two, three cups of coffee, I am literally shitting my brains out for about. That's not a good three... way to try to lose weight, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, the bulimia works a little bit better, but <laughs> uh, what were we talking about? Foster families, <laughs> some shit like that. Yeah. We were um, until we had gotten into poop stories. That's right. Um, but I do know, like, I, I lucked out with Kalia's foster family. They even liked Kiki. They liked her. They were trying to help her get custody of Kalia back. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, because, you know, the when Kiki was in danger of losing the court order that she have an observer come over and watch her parent, Kalia, basically. Uh-huh. And the foster parents, were they told her, it's like, hey, baby, just do some laundry, just interact with her, you know, you'll be fine. Right. So they were, they were really supportive of well, that's good. Kalia, or Kiki. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like, why don't y'all just adopt Kiki and then... They probably didn't think about it. Yeah, maybe. And also, you know how much trouble you had, state of Alabama, and their weird. They well, wouldn't have had that problem. Married straight couple. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Never mind. They wouldn't have had that problem. Yeah. So. Uh, but it all worked out. It all worked out, and they we still see them. But I will say, the foster family, what the last foster family Wesley had was trash. Uh, last. That, well, three the one. 
Wesley had were, I would imagine, were trash. Why the last? I okay, I know about the one that gave him up, but who was? Well, because he had two more after that. <laughs> so he had a well, he had group home kind of thing situation where there was a lot of kids and. Oh okay. TV was babysitter, and that's why when I got him at the age of eight, baby can't read, mm-hmm. can't tell me a sight word because they didn't know one wanted to try. So. Uh, so what? Yeah. So I. So if I remember the story correctly, he was with a, the foster family that was going to adopt him. Yeah, they told him they were going to adopt him. And then they got his biography statement, and uh-huh. there was possible, possible child sexual, abuse. Yeah, sexual abuse. Sexual abuse, yes. And they wasn't sure if it was against Wesley or not, so they freaked out when he touched his foster sister's leg. Yep, in the car. In the car. And then they said... We're not going to adopt you. And then he threw a ball? Yeah, in the car. Like a rubber ball, not like anything hard. But, you know, you're mad. You just told me I was going to get adopted, and then you're telling me mm. you're not going to adopt me. Then he threw the ball, and then they just went and dropped him off DHR's doorstep. Oh, that's so fucked up. So when I got him and I got told this story, I was like, well, I ain't saying shit about adoption or that mm-hmm. I'm going to until I know 100%, you know, I'm going to adopt his little ass. <laughs> Which was up for debate for the first month or two. Yes. And so, like, you have to, you know, when you, when you, when you foster to adopt, that's what I was fostering and technically, um, before, you know, while we were deciding if we could. Pre-adoption placement. Yes. To see if we could, you know, live together and not kill each other, <laughs> which is still debatable. I was about to say, that is still years, up for debate. So, you know, <laughs> um, but like, so the first weekend he came up and visited, it's like. What do I do with an eight-year-old? Here I am, usually just with my pups and my kitties and um, my friends, and I'm having fun. So, you know, I made it a fun weekend because yeah, I don't know. I don't want to be mean. This little boy, you know, doesn't have a, a home, and you know, it's just kind of so it's like splash pad and movies and you know, fun stuff, but not really. I didn't really spend no money because I I de- definitely didn't want him to see yeah. This is, I'm going to pay for your affection or whatever. But at, at that age, I don't think they know the difference. I don't know, but he rubs that shit in my face as often. As, Whoa, the first, first week it was the best ever. <laughs> you were so nice to me. And I thought that's what I was going to get all the time. And I was like, dude, you've lived with me for eight months before I adopted you. You knew what you were getting into. Sucker. Yeah. So, I mean, but he does. He throws that back all the time. That first week, it was so awesome. You were such a nice mom. And I'm like... Fooled you. Yep, sure did. <laughs> yeah, I remember when Kalia first met him, we didn't know what to do with her. We were still thinking of adopting that gay kid, remember? Mm-hmm. And then we got her kind of unexpectedly. So, But, but has he asked to go see his foster family? He... Not asked to see them, but he like wonders... Hmm. about them and uh when he was in second grade his school didn't follow directions oh like that's right they called his and old they foster. called his old foster family before calling me they Kalia's school did the same thing they called her old foster family and they, and they called sandra my mother-in-law yeah so they, they called they, me they get all the numbers so i told them delete that shit I don't want them to know where he is. 
were you know nothing because they were assholes and that's that's truth that's you yeah. don't do that to a baby no because i mean him and kalia i've never seen anything Mm-mm. that would and even if there was he's not going to do anything because he knows that we care about him and you know we're not going to do anything to him and he's not going to do anything to anybody else because there's that little bit of trust right there for yeah. that so no that was bullshit i hated it Mm. And then he moved to a, another foster family, and he was only there for them for a little bit before he went to, like, a group home. Was that respite care or something? I think so. They are trying to find another place, and then the, the group home, they were moving to, like, Alaska or some shit. I don't know, really, but mm. that was a, you have to either get him now after just meeting him for two weekends or he has to go to another foster home. Oh, I remember so that. I was good old DHR I was really strong arm and tactics. With Wesley, he was placed with me very quickly because my best friend had passed, and I was going through grief, and then having an eight-year-old at the same time that was very rough during that time period. Yep. And then trying to figure out school, and like I really wasn't ready because it was two weeks before school started that I got him. Yeah, because he was in San Oakwood for like two weeks and then school started and then it's just yeah it was a lot it was quickly. a lot but I mean now we're, we're in a routine now I and yell he goes to bed yeah and I he's... yell he wakes <laughs> up I mean <laughs> that yeah. uncontrolled rage yeah she um oh I was gonna make a fabulous point but it slipped my mind whatever Alzheimer's is great um <laughs> Yeah, I'm a little bit nervous about foster care just because, you know, like, I have, that was Jennifer's poster. <laughs> My bad. Um, uh, foster, yeah. So we, um. <laughs> Words are hard. Oh my God, we're such good podcasters. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm, I'm a little bit nervous about fostering because we're like, you know, we have, uh, an eight-year-old in the house um but we're limiting our we're gonna limit it to five to ten year olds yeah because i'm like i don't want a baby baby yeah you know if i was younger maybe but i'm 44 i'll be 44 in december i'm like i ain't got time for no fucking babies well and then god forbid something happens kiki then you have ayana and then another baby baby yeah that'd be too much yeah it's way too much yeah so i mean that's smart so and, and then I, you know like, they pay for diapers. Yeah, and I just want them in school. I yeah. want them gone for a certain amount of time. Yep. I didn't really I, like. I always knew I was. I, I'm a sociable person, but I need some alone time. Yeah. And so having Kalia here, like when during the cold coat, the pandemic, and yeah. she was on my ass twenty four seven. I was like, oh, I'm going to smother this child with a pillow. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't want a baby, baby. I don't know how your your friend. Dear Mr. Barton, whom I'm hoping we can get on the podcast at some point. I'm sure if we can get him away from all them parents. Oh, Jesus, he's got too many kids. Yes. Um, but I think I think it'll be okay. I I, wor- I worry more about Kalia getting attached. Yes. But we'll see. I don't know. I just hope it doesn't exasperate her for like abandonment issues or some shit like that. Yeah, I hope not. Well, dance sweat therapy is there for her. Yeah. Which sucks cuz I'm switching insurance and I still haven't started the new one yet. Oh. So I'm like, ugh. 
Yeah, it'll be all right. You figure it out. Yeah. We'll always call the people at APAC help you out a little bit too. Well, they can't do anything for her because she's not adopted. But I mean, and they can give references and whatnot. Right, and you can, you know, maybe ask what can I get some hints for you to help her. Yeah. You know, because they can do that. Yeah, I'm getting enough of a pay bump too. I could probably afford like just pay out of pocket. Because, like, you know, that uh, the online therapy, like the, mm-hmm. what are they called? The um, BetterHelp, you know, like, yep. whom we would love to be a sponsor of our podcast. Um, they, like, I looked into them, and it's not bad, but it's a little more than I wanted to pay for myself at the right. moment. But if I, you know, with this pay upgrade, I was like, I could afford it. So I was thinking if I had to, I could do it with her. But I don't know if, you know, an eight-year-old, how that would work because it's all remote. Like I said, play therapy for her. That's what she needs. Until she's a little Pillow over the face until she stops moving would be good too. Yeah. (laughs) So foster families. Um. (laughs) Well, I mean, we're talking-ish because you're talking about fostering. That's true. I mean, you're talking about being a foster family, so. I remember, speaking of foster, being a foster family, I remember I would get so tickled with Zane when we talked about this, especially when we first started this whole process. He's like, I don't know if we should be a foster family, honey, because you are going to get attached. I mean, he was telling me I was going to attach. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, Zane, you don't even like the kids. And I have no problem giving, like, I have a hard enough heart. I've worked with kids for a long time. Right. And I am a, I am a big softie. I know I am, but mm-hmm. I also have no problem being like, go on back to mom and dad. Right. It's fine. Yeah. It's the, if mom and dad aren't beating the shit out of you or like giving you drugs, go on back. It's yeah. fine. Mommy stop being a whore. Good. Go back to her. <laughs> and now you have practice with Wesley. Go <laughs> back to mom. Everybody spends the <laughs> night on Saturday or Friday night so that I can work. So I like, I always get tickled with Zane because he's like, I'm worried about you. I'm like, don't worry about me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, and then he wants a teenager, which is just baffles me because he doesn't he doesn't understand what that would entail. <sighs> Teenagers are a whole different. They're a whole different ball game. Yeah, we got a diamond in the rough with Justin. Yes. He is not perfect by any means, but no behavioral problems. Nope. No All, medicine. No medicine. He's Justin. I love you, but you're dumb as a box of rocks. But he's still a good person. Yes. And, uh, I mean, a lot of the problems we've had have been of our own making, frankly. Um, but no, we, we lucked out with him. Yes. Um, and I just, oh, I can't, oh, the idea of getting a kid just going into puberty, like a middle schooler. 13. Fuck that bullshit. I'd rather be shot. So give me a kid who's still in elementary school, still wants and needs some loving and reassurance. Right. Want some cuddle time. Can get helped. Because the older they get, they're yeah. not wanting help. Yeah. They just, just want got... you to leave them the fuck alone. Give them their phone. Give them their room. And mm-hmm. then they they don't leave. Yeah. And then with everything, you know, you'd, you'd have to hide all the liquor, all the Playstations. And all the crack all and that the cocaine. Stuff. Yes, and the all the pills. And the PCP. Fuck. Yeah. So, it's and then Jason, Justin, you know, I mean, it's just, you don't. Yeah. You don't know what you're getting into. And he's not here. No. Zane, I mean, is like yeah. not here to have to deal with <laughs> the drama. house stuff. Yeah. Well, I, I th- he's, I think he's okay with the five to 10 years old. We, Cause we talked about, I told him that I put it on the form and he said, okay, that that's fine. 
because I'm like we I wouldn't mind adopting another one but the idea of um, I'm okay with just fostering too because right. the few people I've known who fostered and it, it didn't work out they still know the kids that they fostered like they right. still babysit them on occasion right so if you can be a resource for the parents you still have the kids in their life right so like Kalia's old foster yeah. family That's I fine. wish yeah Wesley had good ones. Yeah. Because I would drop the little fucker off in a heartbeat. <laughs> like, go spend go the f- week with them. You know? Here's, here's the summer. Go. Right. You know, I would so do that. Because that's what they were, you know, that's what they would talk to us about in the classes. You know, it, it's a good idea to keep them with people that they know. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. And these people are, you know, inundated. They can be aunts, uncles. They can be friends. Mm-hmm. They can be grandma, grandpas. They can be cousins whatever i don't care i would have loved him to have more people that he knew because everybody in his life right now is who i know yep and who i've you know done stuff with i will say though i remember you were telling me this the other week that uh, so um for the three people that listen to this podcast we appreciate it too but jennifer and i or zay and i have sunday dinners and jennifer and wesley come over every sunday for probably since 2019 i think yeah it's been a couple Uh, years yeah so we've been doing it for a bit and uh Last weekend, we had to go out of town. Where were we? No, no, no. It was Zane's birthday, birthday yeah. and his dad wanted to take him out for dinner. And apparently, Wesley got very upset that yes. we didn't come over. Very upset. That makes it breaks my heart that he was upset, but at the same time, it was just like it just melts my heart that it meant that much to him. So he was very upset he wasn't invited. I think he would have went <laughs> and let Mama just spend on herself, but he was upset that he didn't get to go with you, even though. I said, you pick wherever you want to eat, we'll go eat. And oh, no. And then he's like crying. And I'm like, but why can't we go? I was like, baby, we weren't invited. It's okay. It's Zane's birthday. You know, this is his dad's paying for everybody. But you can pay, Mom. I Yes, son, I can pay, <laughs> but we weren't invited. Like, I had to have, I mean, it was probably like 15 minutes of conversation trying to explain to him, Aww. you know, what was going on. That's so sweet. I mean, it's like it breaks my heart that he was sad, but at the same time, it just it means a lot that you know it. It obviously the Sunday dinners oh, yeah. mean so much to him. So, I would say our the traditions we've established have been really important. I'm yes. glad we've done them. Yes, and I'm glad Al that we have. Is it a cat attacking? Yeah, claws in the leg. Is my pussy getting at you? <laughs> but yeah, so I don't. I mean, he was very. And so it's good that we have that. But again, all the people that he knows is me. Yeah. My people. Well, but I mean, that would have been true if you'd had a baby too. Well, I know, but I would have loved to have him have his own people, his old foster family still in his life, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a good foster family and they do get back to their parents, then you can possibly, you know, keep, keep in their lives, which is great. Yeah. You know? That's what we're hoping to be. That's what I would like to be. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd, I'd be sad to see the kid, whatever kid go, but I'm like, <laughs> I also know it just doesn't always work out. Yeah. I think I when we were talking about, when Zane and, first, Zane and I first started talking about this whole thing, I think I saw a thing that said it's about 50% of foster families end up adopting. So that means half the time it doesn't work, half the time it does. So. Well, and then also it's like the they're not... They might go back to their family. Yeah. And that's the ultimate goal. That's what I would want. Right. And if the family's good, then that's what you want. Yeah. You want them to go back to their mom and dad. Yep. Or mom or dad. Yeah. Or... 
Moms that, or dads? <laughs> well, I, t- uh, so, um, I don't think we'll be able to get him this season, but my, my best friend, Feige, I've known him for 20 years. He's a foster family, him and his husband foster. And uh, the very... Oh, okay, so the, the very first two kids they got were, um, like, it was a two-year-old and a seven-year-old. Mm-hmm. And the seven-year-old is the one that stoned a duck to death. Oh, yeah, I remember that story. Yeah, so, but the next kids they got, they fostered for four or five years where mom got clean right. from drugs. Went back to mom. Mom was still using, but, like, she, she was sober while she was in that probationary period or right. whatever. Mom um, started using again, but she would say, hey, I'm going to use, I'm going to drop the kids off with you if that's okay, so they're safe. I know they're safe. Okay. So she would drop the kids off with them, go use, away from the kids, come back when she was sober enough to get them and take them home. It progressed and got worse. Right. And they ended up adopting them eventually. Right. But, yeah. I'm like, I just pray that doesn't happen with whatever foster kid we get. Right. Foster kid. Foster is such... It's necessary but painful. Yeah. And, I mean, it just sucks for the kid. Yeah. They're not asking for any of this. No. They're not asking for mom to be a drug user. No. They don't understand that this is an addiction. It's not, you know, something that mama can necessarily, um, like, just stop at a dime. Like, it is, you know, a mental illness that just gets you. Yeah. And sometimes you can't get out of it. Yeah, and you can't get it out. You can't get out of it. And then we just treat people who are, Yeah, we just treat them like criminals. That it's just, it's just bad. And so, uh, yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. But. I the what's funny is like the very definition of addiction is like something you do to the detriment of like personal life and stuff like like you do it even though you know it's gonna like you can't stop yourself even though you know it's gonna harm right. your personal life and it just like that is the definition. It's yeah. like something you cannot stop yourself from doing even though you know it's gonna damage. Right. So yet we treat these people just like criminals and mm-hmm. awful people and like it happens. You're just right. wired that way a lot of times. Yeah. Oh, it just breaks my heart. So I'm watching a TV show called Dope Sick. It's on the oh, Hulu. is that with um, Rosario Dawson is in it? Isn't it? Uh, Keaton, Michael Keaton. He's oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I was like, it's not a Batman movie. <laughs> I thought you were saying that it was like, Batman no. was like the main character. Like, no, no, Michael Keaton. Robin starts abusing. Yeah. And... <laughs> um, Rosario Dawson, Michael Keaton. Um, and it's about the Oxycontin. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it came. And you, and majority of the people that became addicted per the show, I don't know how true this is. I want to say that it's very true, but it's... Uh, white. Well, that they didn't know that yeah. it was. They were told it was not addictive, oh, or yeah. unaddictive, not non-addictive, non-addictive. I think it's non-habit forming. There, okay, there you go. And they were told like less than four percent of people became addicted to it or whatever. And then they would up the milligrams. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, well, if someone's in pain, just start them off at twenty. Oh, we're doing so good on this. Like a couple years later, we're doing so. Let's make a hundred and sixty milligram tablet, and then that. people started because it was a um, where it was slow, uh, like slow release, slow release. So people learned that if you suck on it for a little bit and then chop it up and snort it, then it became fast release, and well, they get all of it at one time. And it's like all these people were getting, you know, addicted to it, and they. They didn't, they didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. 
And then there wasn't anyone to help them get mm-hmm. off, like to, to, to make it help them out and not be on it anymore. Yeah. And they were just like, here's more pills, here's more pills. And it's just. And doctors happily writing the prescriptions. Yes. And it was the, it's the craziest thing. I mean, I'm not, it's not over yet, but it's like, I know people that, you? you know, that have, well, that was addicted to Oxy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah and uh, my best friend died from just drugs in general, all kinds of different ones. I was about because... to say, your brother-in-law just passed away from opi- yep. an opioid. He wasn't an opioid user, but it just fentanyl got snuck into his Marijuana, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and it's, you just don't know. Yeah. You well, can... on on that same note, I know we're a completely different tangent from foster families, yeah. but whatever. Um, I... It, 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 I'm glad to see people are starting to take addiction more seriously, but it's highly infuriating to think that it what it took a bunch of white people getting hooked on opioids. Yep. Because there was none of this pity and bullshit for the black community during the crack. Nope. Well, they were the ones giving them the crack. Yeah. You know. And yeah, so that's the bull. It's like, oh. Grandma couldn't help it, but now she's selling her cooch on the corner for some smack. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. But uh, we can hate on the black folks who were like dying and going to prison yep. for crack addiction. Ugh. Well, and then rehabs. Yeah. They are the most fucking expensive thing in the world. And half of them, like, there's no scientific data that shows they work. Right. Like, there's very little scientific data to show they work. Early and a lot of them are like religious based. So like if you're an atheist or if you are non Christian or a Jew or a Hindu or something like that, well you're fucked. Or you have to go to like Bay Ford and spend mm-hmm. you know, put a, a second mortgage on your house to go and, and it, it's, Or be the president's wife. Right. It's the craziest <laughs> thing though that that we don't take care of our people nope. that need the care. Did you hear about that in um, one of the Nordic countries? Uh, I don't know which one. But they, um, for their opioid addicts, what they did was, is they started providing her- prescription heroin to them. Oh, yeah. And then clean centers, like where they can go, they mm-hmm. can go shoot up and it's a clean environment and they have clean needles and but all that like, stuff too. But like the big thing was because they started like, you know, they, they saw people were addicted to heroin. They're like, okay. Heroin, for heroin is actually. Did you know heroin is actually a brand name? No. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a brand name owned by Bayer. <laughs> but I, I guess I don't know if it still exists or not. But that was it was a pain medication. To, back in the day. Yeah, back well, in the day. Well, just like Coke used to be in Coke, so yeah. you know. But um, uh, they started prescribing the uh, addicts heroin and letting them do it in safe places. And because it was, they have free healthcare, it was free and it put all the drug dealers out of business because they're like, oh, I don't have to pay for it anymore. I can just go here. And then they were like, it's, it's so cheap to give them prescription heroin and let them abuse and then, or let them use it. And then when, you know, like every time they use it, like here, would you like to talk about therapy? Would you like to talk about addiction recovery? They can always say no, but it's still cheaper than like throwing them in jail for 10 years. Right. Which is, you know, horrendously expensive. But right. But we certainly wouldn't want to do that. Hmm. Oh, whatever. Which they can get to heroin in jail, so it doesn't, that oh, doesn't stop seriously. them from doing what they're doing. 
So <sighs> crazy, crazy. What are we gonna do? Foster families. Foster families. <laughs> Hopefully, make we make some good ones. I think I think we'll be okay. Um, I think you will, and then the kids will always have an auntie Jay too. So that's right. you know, to yell at them. Yep, exactly. Because <laughs> Clea is probably gonna be like, "Y'all about to meet Auntie Jay? She's really Don't strict. fuck with her. <laughs> she will get you. She'll make you cry. She'll make you cry. She'll make you go to your room. <laughs> She'll make you do what she says." Oh well, do you think it's time for snack time? Snack time. Snack time. Snack time. What do we have? This is this is something you brought from an office party. Yeah, it's uh, um. I guess they got it at like the WalMarts. It's like um, a sweet bar. It's like, it's caramel corn with a little bit of chocolate on it. Pretzels. Pretzels. And, and then a big chunk of chocolate, chocolate is in there too. Yes. Yeah. It's like a sweet bar mix or something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's it, really, I like it. Yeah. It's, it's very addictive. It is very addictive. I like it too. Um, it's cracking up in a container. It's <laughs> just, it was for, you know, Halloween goody, goody uh, party that we had and no one was, you know, going to eat it. So I took it home. Hell yeah. And we're, we're tra- going to eat it, so. We're yes. trying our best not to chew in the microphones anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I think I said this before. I was like, I thought the whole concept of snack time was cute, but I'm like, oh yeah, I don't think people like it when we chew into the microphone. <laughs> well, some oh. people might. You never know. They're going to let us know about that, That's though. right. Uh, all right. So we had snack time. We had some little diabetes in a bowl. Now it's story time. story time. And I told the last story, so now it's. Your awesome story. I know. I, this one, I wasn't there for it, but Zane told us about it. I think Zane told both I of us. I was there. You were there? I thought Zane was there. I, okay. Well, we were both there, but I'm okay. the one that they Y'all went down. It was for the Ava's birthday, wasn't it? Yes. Oh, they went down. Okay. So, yes. Kalia, um, I was out. I think, I don't know where I was at, but um, Zane took Kalia and Wesley down to... Um, the neighbor's house, Miss mm-hmm. um, Dacia, we had her on the podcast earlier. Yeah. Um, they, they're just to go play. And then we found yep. out it was their daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. So um, I think you and Zane went down there to go get them. So they wouldn't like, so they wouldn't have to feed them basically. Well, we were going to go get them for food yeah. because we didn't know any, yeah. anything when we got there. Yeah. But you showed up and it was, they were, um, they're like, oh, let's go eat. And the the Daisha and Sai were like, oh, we already fed them. Um, is that right? Yeah, we, well, we're feeding them now. They yeah. had Chick-fil-A. And uh, Kalia was like, oh, I can't have chicken. I used to have a pet chicken. And from what I've heard, I was I wish I had been there because I would, my eyes would have just scraped the ceiling rolling so hard. So that little fucker ain't ever had no goddamn chicken. I was like, bitch, you eat chicken all the time. Shut the hell up. That goddamn hate, hateful chicken from Chick Fil A. <laughs> yeah, Daisha looked at me and she was like, "She says she doesn't eat chicken, so we're just eat. We just gave her French fries." And I was like, "Daisha, she eats chicken." And then I went over to her and I was like, "You're eating chicken. You eat chicken all the time. <laughs> Heck, last night we had chicken spaghetti. You're gonna eat chicken." You eat it all the time. And she just looked at me like, okay, Auntie J. <sighs> and so I put some chicken nuggets on her plate and asked her if she wanted sauces and fig- you know, figured all that stuff out and was like, eat the chicken. Oh, my God. What a stupid thing to lie about. And I, well, I mean, again, why? I don't understand, but they do that sort of thing. I had but pet chickens. your friends, or our friends, 
really got her the next night, I want to say, or the next weekend, Louise uh-huh. and Griffin, when they oh. were... <laughs> yeah, we, they had come over, Louise and Griffin came over, and uh, I told them the story, and uh, Louise, or no, Griffin followed around and went, <laughs> flapping his wing. She got so mad. She got so mad. <laughs> and now it's a running joke with them, because they when, um, when I saw them last weekend, when, when I was watching her for you guys... Um, they were saying that they were going to, for, I don't know if it was a birthday or Christmas, they're going to do something chicken related and like get her because, you know, they just think it's the funniest thing in the world that she's lying about chickens. Oh so, my God, you know, it is the funniest and thing. It is, but I like, you know, and we named the chicken, <laughs> what did we name? We named the chicken that she supposedly clucky? had. When the was clucky, it clucky or something? Or something? Yeah. But God, yeah, it's the craziest thing. Kids. Fucking kids. Oh my god. Well, it has been another episode. Can't believe it. The season the season is almost over. Yeah. We just got one more I think, guest and then well, I don't know. I'm not sure where this one falls in the lineup, so yeah. just ignore this, but Right. <laughs> you know, but we've been trying to do like a, a one guest and it's just Jennifer and I shooting the shit. Yep. So, cuz we're good at that. Yeah. And I don't want to keep having to ask all our friends. We'll run out of friends real quick. Right. Like, <laughs> we've no, got... We don't want to come over. Yeah. Well, we have, I think we have enough parent friends, but like not everybody is a great talker. Yeah. Some people are just kind of dry and quiet. And, and don't want to talk about it. Nope. And, and I've been yeah. surprised the people we've had have been like, oh, I was so nervous when we came on. I'm like, we talk Couldn't about, tell. I was like, we talk shit about the kids all the time. Right. Why? Just because you got a microphone in your mouth. It's, who cares? Doesn't stop us. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you, all three of our listeners, for listening to another episode of A Guide to Poor Parenting. If you like our podcast, please give us a five-star rating on whatever platform you're listening on. And if you don't like our podcast, 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 if you don't like, God bless, and if you don't like our podcast, just like you tell our kids when they complain about not liking when I'm cooking. Tough shit. Bye. Bye.